Fellow dominators, I have here three spies, human spies here, trying to investigate our tactics. I will take personal charge of each one of these, torturing them as a cunt would, sorry, as a cunt would. As a what? Ensuring, hmm? ensuring <laughs> that they are processed accordingly, correctly, and by the book, our process. They don't want to escape, but we'll be testing them along the way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Invasion. I have here, as aforementioned, our three spies. And during the course of this book club, I'll be throwing in a few random questions here and there to test their knowledge of, one, did they do the homework? And then two, the larger Invasion concept of some of the books that were going on at the time just out of curiosity to see if they know some of these random little trivia pieces because the course of invasion which was three issues back in 1988 spawned and spanned across a few different books and throughout those i pulled different little nuggets of information that i thought were interesting just because of the spread of superhero books at the time that were active while this was going on it was kind of wacky and we're going to test some of that knowledge today for anybody joining us, this is our book club. It's a monthly venture where the four of us will hop on and discuss some book. Last month was Pulp, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, and you have a correct I, uh, remembrance of, of what we've read. Yeah. Well, well, I was on that one, so you know, I would hope so. And uh, if you like what you guys hear and you want to dig into a little bit more, we have a whole back catalog of recordings of different book clubs if we don't have one which i doubt you'll find a uh, a title that we haven't covered and if not definitely hop in to recommend and the best way to recommend us a title would be to join us on patreon where as a patron you get to have your voice heard uh, unlike the dominance noted in the invasion here uh otherwise you can join us across the board uh on our socials where uh discord yeah, uh, Twitter, or well, actually X was the new one, Threads, Instagram, wherever sky. we are at, at the Comics Pals. Yeah. Email us, contact at the Comics Pals, and uh, join us on Saturdays, 10, 15 a.m., every single Saturday, EST, to watch us live on our main show where we go over the news, anything going on that week. And then Thursdays, 6 p.m. EST, for Pals Pulls, where we go over the the week's hottest books quite a book hot book this one is huh i did i Let's, wasn't i knew we were talking about invasion but i did not know we were going to get invaded by a bit the entirety of this book club <laughs> just you wait feels like old times again eh sean <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah just you wait um without other way let's jump right in prior to us reading invasion and this popped up just because uh, we had sort of an invasion theme on the book club this month but also i'd been doing a reread of swamp thing and part of the crossover of the stuff that i was reading invasion actually came across and so i decided to throw that in as a recommendation for the book club because i was curious of going back to read some of these older events that were going on and this was one that i at the very least had some tangential information about and wanted to dig in a bit more you had the um, swamp thing information that's about as 
as no information as you could possibly get with also having yeah. information. <laughs> he, he doesn't pop up at all in this event, and I was so confused why he even crosses over in the title and obviously you don't spill over of whatever. And there's a few examples of that, and I'll get to it in some of the trivia bits. But um, that, That's like being a New Warriors fan and being like, oh, I know about Marvel's Civil War. I read enough. <laughs> but at, uh, out the gate, I uh, want to get your guys' opinion on the book. It's, as I mentioned, three issues by Keith Giffen, Bill Mantelo, who are the writers and plotters here. The art itself uh, is done by Todd McFarlane for the first issue, the first half of the second. Keith Giffen finishes up the second half, and then Bart Sears, who I'm not familiar with, um, does the entirety of issue three. But wanted to get your guys' hot takes on the book out the gate, starting with Tyler, prisoner number one. Okay. Um, well, hmm, uh, hmm. Um, I know about Invasion. Invasion, the, my my knowledge of Invasion is as minimal as possible. I know the Dominators. Uh, they got those big old cheese heads. Um, and I knew it was like this big alien armada thing. And like I had the context for that. And I think I knew about the Metagene stuff too. Um, had I ever read it? Hell no. No, I never read it. <laughs> I, I, I don't really read books of this time, of this era. It's not really my thing. And even if it is, it's like, like I'm probably not reading DC. Um, if I'm ever really going back, it's usually Marvel. So this is one of those things where it's like, all right, this is like trivia that I might know about. If somebody were to, you know, you know what was the, who was the main, you know, uh, v- villain of the invasion you know, crossover event, I could probably say like the Dominators or something, you know, but outside of it being just a trivia uh, nugget, I had never read this. I didn't know this by Bill Mantlo either until, you know, I, I read it. Um, Rocket uh, Raccoon Creator, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, hmm. And I did not know it was McFarlane until <laughs> I was uh, yeah. texting Matt a half hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I had already read it and, and, I, and I, I mentioned information to him and he's like, oh, the Todd McFarlane thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And um, the, the Todd McFarlane thing. Yeah, yeah, which typical of him to, to you know, portray it that way. But and then I went back in, in those pages. And I'm like, I can sort of see it. I think I think Giffen did layouts for everything. He um, did layouts for the majority of stuff. Yeah. I think two and three were the big ones in particular. But he did end up doing penciling uh, yeah. for the second half of issue two. You, you can definitely tell. I think it, specifically the, the, the nun, nuns. Cunts, cunt. They're called cunts, right? Cunts. Cunts. I'm, I'm pronouncing what? it as cunts for the. I heard for the coons. Bin. No, that's I, not good either. Nope, actually. I'm not doing that one either. <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> and then, so, seeing that, I think it was it was when there was a, a a shift in art that I realized, oh, this was distinctly a different artist in the second issue. Mm-hmm. Um, where it almost threw me off. I was like, that can't be the same. Is that a, a new? general or something for it but yeah yeah we'll, we'll get into some of those art pieces sure yeah. um prisoner two kale um i yeah similar to tyler i know about the dominators i've seen most of these um aliens through uh the legion of superhero books and various cosmic uh dc events i've never read invasion because it um uh it's always been hard to find for me um 
so I've I've never uh, I've always wanted to read it, but I've never I never came across it. It's out of print, but it was collected yeah. a few years back. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this other than I think the the big meta gene stuff that that is is planted here. It's kind of a nothing event, really. Mm. Prisoner three. So first, I would like to say that this was a book that was voted on by the patrons on patreon.com slash the comic spouse. And whatever is about to happen is a result of their decision making. <laughs> it's in their hands. Yes. Um, this. So I, I, I didn't know about this event. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it at all. I didn't know Todd McFarlane was a part of it. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't have looked something like, I wouldn't have looked for something like this, but we're here. So I had to read it and it's three issues, 80 pages each, which is insane. Um, that threw me off. <laughs> yeah. That's like, Oh, three, that's, three, three issues. I'm fine. Yeah. Um, and this is probably, it's probably the worst event I've ever read. It's it's probably the worst. Like I can't think of anything that is that is this bad that jumps to mind immediately. Um yeah. But, Very uh, irredeemable. But let's start there. What what was like what was the most egregious thing for you because I think and I I expected as we had read through one on length, one on pacing and a few other things that we'll get into. Uh, as I was reading it through, I'm like, ooh, people are not going to like this. What what was that most like, the part that irked you the most? Uh, the nothingness of the event itself. Mm-hmm. The The event is built around an alien invasion. The entire first issue is this insanely plodding, boring ramp up, right? That doesn't have Superman, doesn't have Batman, doesn't have The Flash. It doesn't have anybody you care about. I pop. I had to pop for fucking Adam Strange. That's how <laughs> bare this book was. That, that seeing Adam Strange was a big deal. And you get into the second issue, and it's cl- like, I don't even know why someone would write a book like this. Because in my mind, right, and I, I guess I have 2023 brain, but in my mind, I go, okay, alien invasion, yes. All the aliens. Wow, big threat. Then I think about Superman and I think about the Flash. And I think, okay, yeah, so this is over in about what 30 minutes, 45 minutes. You get a Batman plan in there. They could they could be done in eating shawarma before the sun is down. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. It's a mm-hmm. waste. There's never a second that I thought that anything other than Superman and the Flash beating everybody was what was gonna happen. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I liked I I liked the preamble of issue one. What I didn't like was that that's all that issue one was. Right. Yeah. I I you know I really especially in the beginning I really felt the buildup and I went okay this is interesting we're getting this conspiracy between alien species. Now what? Yeah. And like the you know thing- what? Wait, wait. Let's yeah. let's start there with our first question here. I'm gonna go in the same order. Prisoner one, two, three. 
excluding the aforementioned kuns, kuns, uh, and dominators, can you name the other aliens involved in this? No. Prisoner one, let's start. Not even close. I can name the Daxamites. Name, name one other one. Daxamite? Okay. Yeah. And one. I can name the, the, uh, what are the ones that look like uh, uh, Tantian colons? What were they? Gildish, <laughs> the Gildish Pond. Hey, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. And there was the Scions, right? Yep. Uh, and there was the, the Badoon, Marvel's Badoon just showed up in here. <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't even tell you the other ones. And yes, I know there are multiple info infographic pages too. But oh, I didn't read those. There's too many. <laughs> I didn't read those. And um, I wanna I wanna highlight that. Uh, and and just for context, the rest of them here are the Thanagarians who come in <laughs> and, and join as their air force. <laughs> the Gildishpan, as previously mentioned, the Durlins, the Warlords of Akara, the Citadelians, Daxamites, as mentioned, and the Scions. And I think the fact that this whole event is centered around those things and we can almost care less about that i think speaks to the gravity of or lack thereof of gravity in this event is like who cares they're consequential they feel like pieces on they feel like pawns on the board that ultimately don't get to shine and towards the end after the or at least issue two after they're sort of pushed back uh, the the alien the alien alliance as they're so cleverly named get pushed back it only ends up being the cuns and the um the dominators the, uh, and the dominators because yeah. those realistically are our players and i think that's where this this event kind of suffers where i was excited to i, I like the sci-fi nerdy things of let's name things and just give them names I'm, I'm a fan of those things so i came into that being like cool like I like these guys. I, I like the way that they're breaking it out to Kale's point on the preamble, but then they just don't show up. Why? Why do I care? Why? Why form an attachment or try to attach myself to those things? And I think that thing that really hurts the book. How so, much of uh, how much of the alien races were in the the tie-in titles? Oh, quite a few. Um, and and that was one thing that I was gonna praise. We can get it now here. Uh, they, they individual stories actually tell um, them fighting. So, for example, Aquaman fights the yeah. uh, Durlins and you know the Arctic Circle, and there's more there, and there's some, some cool little nuggets of uh, DC history that I hadn't heard about. And I have a question for Aquaman as well. Um, but those things are cool because they get flushed out in the the latter parts of the story. But it's sad because I need to be sort of reading those, and I think we've talked about how current books suffer from having to go out and venture into those side stories to get the fuller picture. And here, uh, I think it still suffers from that. The, the, the event, the, that, the, the format of the event. Yeah. I think the, the, the thing that Sean mentions too, it's like your big players are still on the board, the entirety of this, this event. Um, and like a lot of the event feels like, Oh, look at these D-list characters and how they're dealing with, you know, protecting the Earth. Animal Man has a couple of weird <laughs> spots mm -hmm. in here. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, uh, you know, Creeper shows up, you know, Mega Man, Doom Patrol. Like, that could be a good story. Then write Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman off the table. Like, you're doing the book. <laughs> you can do that. You're the one writing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um so that that I think I think Young Justice season two is 
called Invasion. I don't know if it's Dominators or something it's, similar, but it's based off of this. Yeah, yeah it's, it's loosely based off of this, and they they write off the big heroes right away, and it's the Young Justice that has to deal with that. And I think they do a much better uh, job with that kind of storytelling. Um, reading this, I was like, oh yeah, this is just to sell books. And this is like, <laughs> all right, put books I, out. I need to watch uh, Aquaman, uh, the Sea Devils, and Doom Patrol fight a whole bunch of, you know, small intestines for a bit. Damn, um, Tyler, that was that was one of my questions. I was gonna say, um, in in Aqu- in an issue Aquaman alongside the Doom Patrol, when they're fighting the Gildishpan, who who do they team up with? The Sea Brigade, yeah. the Sea Monkeys, the Sea Devils, or Seal Team Six? It is the Sea Devils. You could chalk me out for a for a point on that one. Hey, look at that. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a liking to Prisoner 1. He's well-informed over here. I like to be dominant. Um, uh, <laughs> d- uh, yeah, Young Justice. Better. <laughs> so I wanted to ask Tyler and Kale. You guys have read Annihilation, right? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. But, yeah. Kale, you've read it's the mar The Marvel cosmic mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. So who who were the villains of Annihilation? It was the Annihilation wave. It was um right. Annihilation. Uh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he has a name. The Annihilation wave though is like hordes of nameless faceless villains that no one cares about, right? What made that event special was not the fact that there was an Annihilation wave. That's crazy. And that's cool, and you want to know about it, but that's the force of nature that they got to deal with. What makes an event like that special is the fact that you have these heroes who have a personal mission and a reason to stop this, because this is the worst thing happening in the entire universe at this moment in time, and you feel it. What the hell was I supposed to feel? The first issue, it like if it was... I don't know, 20 pages and some of it was dedicated to seeing the assembling of this this army, this this co- this coalition and the rest of it was dedicated to like oh no, what what are we going to do? How how are the heroes going to be able to stop this? If they had some major villains involved who can sell us on the idea that the heroes are in trouble, okay, now we're cooking with something. But there's never any of that. And you don't really care about the personal aspect because there is no personal aspect. It's just, all right, the, 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 the invading army wants to get rid of the superheroes on Earth because they're worried about what the, their existence could mean for everybody else. And so that, that that's not even a terrible uh, concept. Like, that's fine. It doesn't evolve. It it doesn't really like go anywhere too compelling. There's no leader of the dominators. There's no leader of the guns. It's just faceless or not faceless, but like just jobbers. There, there's there's no POV either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is just I, this is just because of the the writing style of the time. But like at one point you're like, oh, is Adam Strange POV? Eh, not really POV and POV, and he's our protagonist for a couple pages. Same for, you know, Tigor of the Omega Men, you know. Yeah. Um, but there, there's nothing to latch onto in terms of, like, where you as a reader should sit. It's a very news report, top-down perspective um, that I just yeah. couldn't connect to on an emotional level. 
I I think the 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 writing style was very much narration based. You know, this is what's going on. This is the moment. The and and I think that that falls. I, I think that can work in certain situations, but in this case, it reads that news report piece is a really good example um, or analogy. Is just you're just getting facts thrown at you, and it at the very start of issue two, there's a series of I want to say ten pages where it's literally just like. Uh, six panels six panels of information 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 yeah keeps going and lists it out maybe even more eight panels and and it's just it inundates you with this thinking like isn't this all so cool when to sean's point yeah this would be cool if i don't know uh you, what's his face like aquaman got hurt or firestorm was in the middle of getting uh attacked because he has some sort of personal stake like there's no marrying of narrative to story to stakes there they feel disparate in the same way that all of these villains or all of these alien races fight all of these superheroes disparately it's no cohesion and i can't even blame it on the time really because three years prior crisis of infinite earths came out and that has stakes and has personal um uh, uh anchors to the story mm. you know when wally dies i mean sorry when barry dies you feel it you know, um, when Supergirl has her thing, like you feel that. So it's been done before when this came out. So I can't even like justify that. What? And even still, like you can get collections of Crisis on Infinite Earths that have the whole story. Yeah, yeah. That this is three separate issues, um, and none of it is the whole story collected because we have the the DC Universe app. You can read them all, but it's a whole. You know, you have to go through the whole thing. This should be collected so you can get the whole story. But uh, even it's, still, it's, you know, how many titles ooh. in the middle of that? That's going to, I don't know. Uh, just, you, go ahead and just kill us, man. Like, <laughs> So, so um, uh, I'm going to give you a list of quick titles that span, that, uh, span across and then... The last four are going to be three of which are actual titles, one of which is not. I'd like you guys to call out which one it is. Take a guess. Oh, my God. Okay. So active titles at the time that actually crossed over with the book, The Flash, Wonder Woman, Swamp Thing, Captain Adam, Power of Adam, Firestorm, Starman, Superman, Detective Comics, Doom Patrol, Suicide Squad, Justice League International. The other, th- uh, the other four are The Spectre, Manhunter, Creeper, checkmate. Who the fuck are these characters? Oh, I know all those characters. You don't know those characters? <laughs> I I know uh, Spectre and Creeper. Wait, I is this had... a bit? No, no, no. This is these are all other titles you know that were that were running concurrently that uh, were published in the middle of like their like number twenty whatever issue run. One of those last four, checkmate, the Spectre, Manhunter, and Creeper, are were not actually in publication. Uh, I'm going to start with Prisoner 3 to take a guess at which one was not. <laughs> oh, okay. I Because I'm, I'm like, I thought there was an angle here. Yeah. Um, I'll just go with Checkmate. I think it's Checkmate. I think it's Spectre. It's the Creeper. That's not on it. Okay. They At the time, Checkmate, the Spectre, and Manhunter were all in publication. Manhunter was in the middle of issue number 17, Spectre 23, and Checkmate 9. Like They had series. Like, wow. yeah. What are these characters? Oh, yeah. I 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, That's um, why they're, I, all, yeah. they're all great characters. <laughs> are you guys familiar with them? Yeah, like, yes. you're the Ottawa. Oh, you're pretty Mr. normal. Mr. Yeah. Only read oh, Swamp check, Thing. Checkmate. Checkmate. I've never heard of that person. Uh, it's not even a person. Wasn't Checkmate in um the Bendis? Uh, the remember yeah. the Bendis thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, they were the main antagonist of the Bendis uh, Leviathan. Leviathan. That. Yep. Yeah, that's what it was. was. What? I think was it a Brubaker thing? Uh, Brubaker Rucka. I know them from when uh, Batman Fugitive and Murder. Oh man, I'm just laughing because Checkmate was right. even in. Um... Oh no, no, that wasn't Check. That, that was Cumberberg. It was Cumberberg. That's who, who did it. Black Adam. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, but your point on like the 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 way that comics were at the time, like right after this happened, the subsequent issue of Doom Patrol, issue 19, was Grant Morrison's run. Like comics were evolving at that uh, at that point. So for this to be mm-hmm. the event to precede those things feels dissonant and lackluster yeah i mean i think we can all call it for what it is so one of one of uh tyler or kale said it earlier this was just uh let's make some money because there's nothing here otherwise clearly it doesn't this event doesn't strike me as something that there was preamble for Mm -hmm. it feels pretty self-contained in terms of the idea that similar to night terrors it's just like night terrors which is happening right now it's just a thing that came out of nowhere that's sort of random and is uh, inconsequential. But I will say this. Um, I don't think an event like this can work in DC because DC's characters are way too powerful. Mm-hmm. But if you had to do it and you really, really wanted to, I do believe there was a way to make this cool. I think the creative team, frankly, just didn't try hard enough. Or maybe there was an editorial mandate about what they were allowed and weren't allowed to do. But there's so much wasted space. Like I, everyone coming into this said that I would be annoyed by the amount of dialogue in the book and the amount of word balloons and, and, and caption boxes. And yes, it's egregious. It's actually insane, but it's not because it's too much. It's too many words, which is a problem, but that's not the main problem. The main problem is the wastefulness of the words. The problem is that there are so many scenes where they say in the third issue, where's Superman? Just Mm -hmm. a panel that asks that same question over and over again. They go back to uh, Adam Strange multiple times in the prison going absolutely nowhere. How many times do the Dominator say, yes, this is going to work and we're going to we're going to subjugate the humans and we're going to get the 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 dna out of the superheroes it's repetitive 80 pages each issue and half at least is just completely wasteful i skipped so many pages and i know exactly what happened (laughs) i know exactly what happened and when you can do that that's how you know you shouldn't be able to skip any pages you should not be able to leave the movie for a five, 10 minute bathroom break and come back and know exactly what the scenes were before. You should miss something. I didn't miss anything because there's nothing happening. In, in that first issue, there's a lot of like Star Trek, the first movie space porn too. Yeah. yeah. Just like, here's five pages of spaceships. Like, sure, that's cool. They're cool spaceships, but sure. like, <laughs> it was, but on. it was, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like nowadays, that would have been one big double page spread. Show me all right. the cool spaceships right yeah. away. This was yeah. multiple 
pages throughout this 80 page first issue that that space that could have been used for hawkman's perspective how does he feel about the fact that the thanagarians are invading earth considering his role as a member of the league i assume at the time that's interesting to me i don't give a damn about spaceships yeah it's not even a factor is he even in this no, but they they so. mentioned they mentioned that specifically. Like we've been in contact with yeah yeah early on they mentioned to, it, yeah right to get his perspective specifically that. But they don't go anywhere with that because that's they need the fluff, not that necessarily for this. When even Brainiac Five from the Legion is in that first issue, and he helps the prisoners escape, but what the hell is he doing in the twentieth century? Like. Oh, that's who that was. The, okay. Yeah, Kolu. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Mm. And this this was when I knew for a fact I was done with this book. After Adam Strange escapes the prison planet through the Zeta Beam, after it teleports him to Earth, the fact that they continue to go back to that planet while he's no longer there and show those fucking prisoners... <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Like the only reason I cared about those scenes was that Adam Strange was in them. And then he's not in them anymore. And they keep showing these people. I I was like, yeah, this is it. This is this is bad. This is you know, just actually bad. You're not a fan of Brainiac he, Five and Tigor? No. Snapper car? Nothing? No. I popped a little for Snapper Car. I'm not yeah, I, I did too a little bit. When, when, <laughs> when Gnord shows up, I did I did get a little happy when Gnord showed up. Yeah. Too. Um, that was funny. And even in that same in that same breath, Sean, he finally escapes using the Zeta Beam, which he, you know, uh, has planned on. He knows about. It's all part of his active plan. They they catch him again immediately. They're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, we know about this. Your Zeta Beam technology is nothing." I, I actually, there's there's a, a tie-in <laughs> where they just happen to be in like the area of wherever he is. It's all it, that's that worse. Was, that was pure convenience. That actually was pure convenience. Yeah, they mentioned that in the issue, and he, and that that turned me off even more. Like that was kind of cool, where he's he's like, yeah, I'm gonna throw myself into this because I know that that Zeta beam is gonna save me. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And yeah. I, it, I was like, oh, okay, so Adam Strange can be kind of the hero, and then he just gets captured again. What a waste. <laughs> oh man. I think one of the uh, Sean mentioned being able to just kind of like breeze through and still capturing the story at the very least, I think that the art was really strong to be able to carry you through that. Cause I think you could take all the words out of this, uh, frankly, of any issue and you'd be tracking and uh, sure. There were some moments where I think it's, exposition heavy and you know you just have like these profiles of let's say villains or characters or where things are but otherwise i feel like the progression of people or aliens getting angry with each other the infighting the conversations that happen with even the superheroes i think those things can get translated visually and i think they were rendered well todd mcfarlane is who he is for a reason i think you know he did a tremendous job i knew uh once we actually had to read the book who had worked on it um and uh it was really cool to see like what i would imagine is pretty early 
McFarlane work. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I. This might sound stupid, but I can't think. Ugh, I can't think of any other Todd McFarlane DC work. Am I? Am I crazy right now? Is there something I mean, obvious? I'm not so. done, no. Batman. Okay, all right. Because I yeah, was I like, damn, so. this feels weird that this would be the only thing. But yeah. anyway, um, Todd McFarlane Batman. was great. He did a, he did a fantastic job. It was cool to see his art. I don't think it was perfect. I think his flash looks really bizarre. Um, and I didn't get any of the like speed factor from his flash. But uh, the Dominators look cool. They look like... Um, the Mortal Kombat character with the with the teeth. Baraka Obama? Looked like Baraka. <laughs> um, I like that. Uh, the... I thought so uh, yes, I thought the, the art was was pretty pretty cool. I think the alien designs are great. Um I did like McFarlane stuff. Um I thought his human faces were ugly, but I liked it. You know what I mean? Um like his Superman was all jaw, really. Superman got done dirty. Yeah, a little a bit, a little bit. But I kind of liked it because it, it it wasn't what I expected. Um, but reading this digitally, God, I hate digital colors, like re- recolored books. Because I was looking at images of the actual comic on on Google, and it's a lot more mm-hmm. muted. It's a lot more like it's printed, you know, and it just looks better. Everything is just bright neons, and it's just I don't like the way that these books are recolored to be, you know, seen in digital. It just irks me. I hard disagree with that. I much prefer this. It bothers this. me. Yeah, I much oh, prefer it bothers me in every scene. sense. Like Killing Joke, the way that's been recolored, ugh. Well, wow. that's different. That's been totally redone. Like this, this, A I lot think of this they... has, has, I feel, just to fit digitally. They've had to do a lot of recoloring. And it just loses its... Mm. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I haven't researched that necessarily, so I won't speak to it. But I, I appreciated the coloring here. I thought it was well done, and it feels uh, like very simple tones. You know, you don't have a huge palette. Your your basic colors, and that's it. Yeah, because they only had so much they could actually print at the time right. that would work yeah, so properly they, and was they, affordable. With with what they had, I think they made it work. The uh, the faces in issue three. Uh, did you say? Who did you say did that? Giffen did Bart most of Sears. Bart Sears. Oh, I've I've never. I don't think I've ever seen that person's art, but his faces were atrocious. They all like they all like. Like I long. I have no, there's no love for Guy Gardner over here, <laughs> and I felt that even through this book. Bad. But man, he got done. You want to talk about so he got done dirty, man. He looked old, Some. so at least we know what Nathan Fillion's Guy Gardner is going to look like. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but I think I think this reliance, you know, like you're you're saying, Marco, that the you can look at the art and make that, you know, uh, let it tell the story. I think that's good, but I think you know it's good for the art, but that's not good for the overall experience. Like I'm here to to read a book. If I want to look at a book with cool pictures, I'll go find one. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's not, uh, it's not the experience that the comics experience that you're looking for. You can't. You you're here to see both work in action, and yeah. there are obvious examples of those. Yeah, that's for, that's fair. Can anyone explain to me why everybody just let Australia get decimated? <laughs> 
That's where the Suicide Squad had to deal with that, right? Were they on uh, a Australia? They, they, got pulled, they got pulled out, but they yeah, they, they end up having to deal with it to some degree. Everybody comes in, coalesces an issue two on that. But <laughs> yeah, fuck Australia. Wow, dude. What do you it's mean? All, it's mostly a couple cities. Like it's probably, it probably wouldn't be that hard anyway. <laughs> probably just that big the big rock. What's the big rock called? Plymouth? I don't know. Oh, no. Feel bad for the kangaroos. Big rock. Maybe I just have too much respect for Superman and the Flash, but as soon as there's like any like yeah, an, they an were alien smacking. invasion touches down on Earth, doesn't it just end in like two <laughs> seconds? Like I, I don't know. And so, also, like Batman does nothing in this. He doesn't have to. He has Superman nothing. and the Flash. But like, like in a, another book, Batman would be inside the ship. You know, instead he got Dead Man. Okay, coolest moment in the book though. That was pretty sick. Yeah, was yeah that was Dead pretty Man. sick. Yeah, he, I, he was came not out in of the nowhere. Book <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and this is where some of the the tie-in issues make more sense. So Flash had been depowered at the time. Uh, in, in the previous issue leading up to this, he couldn't use his, his like anything in the Speed Force. Um, I don't know. Superman, they they don't have anything there. Batman was dealing with uh, Venegarians in Gotham, so he was busy. Uh, so there are elements of this that take certain players away but uh they don't get explained in the main series and i mean it it literally didn't even require batman to do anything (laughs) that's how easy it was to deal with this invasion dead man was more effective than batman you know what i'm saying like night terror is 88 is what it is (laughs) (laughs) the best batman moment in the entire book that really solidified this is just like complete nonsense was when Batman is being for some reason interviewed for television <laughs> yeah, and they're asking him whatever they're asking about Arkham and he says get that fucking camera out of my yeah. face yeah. I don't Go think I've him. ever seen an interview with Batman before but that's exactly what he should say on camera goaded moment amazing Um, honestly this is, I think, the. This is it. The, the uh, towards the end, the uh, issue three after the aliens get beat back, a younger, dominator who was trying to not. Kill off all of the, humans and superheroes, devises a bomb, in order to, basically just, uh, affect those individuals that have superpowers that have this latent gene in them uh and the superheroes go back out they steal the antidote and then they release another antidote bomb and all is well it oh. go ahead go sorry it. go ahead no no go for it what a cool idea right let's make a bomb that will affect the genes of the superheroes it doesn't even need to affect like the good ones but even if we wipe out like 60% of the people who just have like, you know, it'd be like wiping out people with, you know, the mutant gene, even people who like didn't know they had the mutant gene. Let's make a bomb that wipes out these people. That's such a cool idea. 
Especially it, in DC, where the world is built around superheroes. And this was also used as a retcon to explain the metagene as a thing, right? Um, because the metagene as as an idea didn't exist. Um, so this is a way to for DC to explain a lot of that, so they're not convoluted. Like, oh, the Flash had to be in this moment at this at this place and get the right right goo dumped on him. Um, so he becomes like he has like a metagene. So that's how they explain it. Like the the lightning is what activates it, and uh, this is like a way of them launching new characters too, I believe, because to everyone have has that, that flexibility. That and, that felt so lame to me. I don't know. I agree. I, I just didn't. I just don't. I, I don't think that that concept, in my opinion, as a as a DC non expert, I don't think that that concept really works as well as it does in Marvel. Um, because with Marvel, you know, you've got the mute the mutation, yeah, um, and it feels very natural. But so many DC characters are godlike. Their powers come from you know either something like they're they are an alien. Or their powers come from alien or, you know, something like that. And I think it takes away some of the uniqueness of their origins to say like, oh, yeah, this one is is actually a meta a meta human, but because they got hit by lightning or but because of this, it's just a little much for me. And I I agree with you because that's the next thing I was going to say is the way it's all executed is wildly uh, convoluted and inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Superman and Martian Manhunter are aliens, so they won't have a metagene. Dr. Fate shouldn't have a metagene. His right. powers come from his helmet, but he's Fire- about to blow up. Right. Firestorm. Firestorm, yeah, yeah. You could, you could, you could, you could figure that one out, yeah. But but I think it it to Sean's point it diminishes the that original story that original origin it's it's different. Right. But uh, my uh, my my take here is that if they were a little bit more consistent with it and gave it gave it its time, mm. it could have been really cool. Sure. Right. Yeah. Like if it was fleshed out, if they had a great idea for it, if it wasn't affecting characters like Doctor Fate. Um, then maybe there would be something there. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, a metagene a metagene bomb is its own storyline. Why is it one issue? And what was it doing to Animal Man? He was just yelling at the zoo? Like <laughs> he was just near like a dolphin. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, his his power set is so confusing. Animal Man Animal Man is what people make fun of Aquaman for being. Until he talks to animals. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Until Morrison oh. took him over and then Lemire. But yeah. Yeah. It, it's I funny mean, because this is what leads like this, all this Doom Patrol stuff. This is the kickoff to bring Morrison onto the book. Mm-hmm. Like the, the stuff that spawns out of Invasion is, is very good, actually. It, it sets a, a clean slate for a couple of different titles and, and even launches a few new ones coming out of this as well. Um, in the aftermath of it all, there's uh, there's the final battle and the epilogue stuff that comes out, uh, and it wraps up a lot of Keith Giffen's old stories. So it actually ends international, restarts with Europe, um, and Bart Sears continues that alongside. Legion starts, uh, as we mentioned, Doom Patrol continues, and then uh, the 
Hawk and Dove series somehow spawns out of this as well. But Yo, there are consequential. Are we just popping up out of after events for some reason. <laughs> but but coming out of these, there's a there's a lot that gets developed that is interesting. That this is where the origin for it is. It's convoluted. Sometimes it makes sense, but uh, otherwise, this felt very much like after doing a bit of the side reading, like Keith Giffen trying to wrap up a lot of his plots in an event to be able to launch another few books. So it had the stank of editorial on it. A little bit, or, or seemingly. wide stuff, yeah. Yeah. I'd be, curious, I'd be curious to know how... Well, I'll do mine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be curious to know how this read at the time. You know, and if, you know, people in... in the discord like dan or hound read it you know if they were reading all the titles at once and you know i can't assume all three of these issues came out at once so you know maybe the weight for each one combined with the you know the extra issues made it worth reading it, it all came out over the course of three months from october 1988 to december of 1988 okay that's yeah that's not awful then it's three um, one is your month yeah pretty yeah. basic um and is... i wish i i wish this is where like the app would allow back matter stuff because then it'd give you a better context into a lot of these pieces and i think some of those get wrapped up in the collected like ultra piece but you know you can get what you can on the app um but yeah i'd, I'd be interested as well to see how is accepted especially knowing what comes out after this yeah i think i think you know as a as a thing to spin more stuff out of is good enough um but nothing of consequence happens here um you know a couple of no-name suicide squad villains and um Doom Patrol characters bite it. You know, the art is good um, until it's not. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then there's some cool spaceships. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of glad I didn't waste my, my childhood money on this, you know. I mean, that was kind of shade towards Celsius for the Doom Patrol. You know, that's a little, a little rough. Scott Fisher. Um, yeah. How dare you how dare now. you hate on Green Man of the Omega Men? Well, listen, um, we all I poured one out for Green Man. I'll give, I'll yeah, give it that. Really sad. <laughs> um I'm glad it's out of the way. <laughs> like like I'm glad I like I'm glad I can say I read this. Um because I think it, it is like when you think of like event books, a lot of people mention invasion. Because in terms of like line wide events, it was kind of revolutionary for the time, from what I what I what I know. Um, mm. Will I ever reread it? No, <laughs> I can't imagine anything would ever get me to reread it. Um, I think this is just one of those books where it's just like this is like one of those it was fine books. Like I I, I don't think it was bad, but I don't think it was good either. Uh, it was a very like I don't want to say mid because that's like such a negative douchey thing to say. Uh, but it was such it was a very like level book for me. 
that, you know, a bit of a nothing burger. Um, but, man, that's my, that's my take on it. Uh, I struggled with the energy to come into this with. I thought a lot about the fact that, you know, I, I hate to look back on books and back on creative decisions from so long ago um, where people's tastes might have been different and what was acceptable and considered good back then may look to me like bad now. Um, but then I thought about some of the more mechanical things and some of the, the the creative decisions that I don't think make sense for the time we're t- even the time we're talking about. You know, uh, we learned a lot about Alan Moore and Twilight of the Superheroes, which this reminded me of a lot in that it features an alien invasion of Earth. Um, and that was so much more nuanced and interesting and compelling and at this similar time, you even have books like um, Secret Wars that was literally an event created to sell toys, and it has more depth and intrigue than this does. So I feel comfortable saying that this was a maybe a missed opportunity, I think is fair, because I do think there's a good story buried in here somewhere, mm-hmm. um, but certainly it's not a good story, and it's not a well-told story. I don't think it's a story that makes sense. Um, and I, I really feel, um, I really feel like it's just, it's just a waste. It's just a a way to get from point A to point B, which we're seeing a lot of, uh, modern events like this. Now I feel that just feels so superfluous. Um, and this is definitely among that ilk, but like I said, at the top of this, I genuinely think this is the worst event I've ever read. Um, I, this is nothing really redeeming here outside of the McFarlane art. But it does. It's not even all him. So yeah, I think if we're if we're drawing, if we're learning lessons from this into modern comics, and especially the way that we tell event level narratives, uh, I think we've learned the long the wrong lessons because this feels very similar. And and we've been bringing up Night Terrors where it feels quick it feels like the execution isn't all together the promise of what we're getting lacks the intensity of the idea and i think that's where this you can see the potential in this and note and feel the lack of execution and uh i similar to tyler i'm glad i read it for the sake of you know looking back at a piece of DC history. Check it off the checklist, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, but am I am I happy that this was how I came out of it? No, because I was genuinely excited to look back and be like, oh, like I'm I'm curious to see what what I can get out of this and what I can learn. And you know surely everybody talks about stuff being great back in the day, but like we haven't learned shit we're we're still doing this to get to get stories and get the universe from point a to point b and this feels like one of those events where it's inconsequential it'll get lost to history it's interesting that it introduced certain concepts but beyond that it lacks staying power and it lacks the weight so i'm sad about that uh okay one last question because I thought this was, uh, I'd never heard of this character, but one of be, Flash's, <laughs> what, one of one of Flash's allies 
in the series at this time was a portly black man. Uh, is his name Chip, Casey, Chester, or Chunk? Oh, God, I hope it's not Chunk. Chunk. Chester. Tyler? I hope it's not Chunk, but I'm going to go with Chunk. It's Chunk. Oh, no. <laughs> is that who we... There was a, there was a panel where there in, was a big... I thought it was like bouncing lad or something, but he was black. And I was like, I oh, okay. That was, we'll, that we'll was go back chunk. to that. that. That was Chunk. And, and during this, during this while Flash didn't have powers, he was helping him out, uh, getting from point A to point B, helicopters, et cetera. And like, was, did he have being... power? No, he's just a dude. Why was he huge in that panel? Uh, he's just a chunky guy. No, he was like bouncing lad huge. He was like meta huge. I don't yeah. know. No professor type shit going on. Uh, that's it for this book club. Thank you guys for tuning in. And for anybody who's interested in, like we did, looking back at some of the back catalog of DC, you know, we have a whole back catalog of other DC books and other, other events or stories that we've done that we're, we come off a little bit better from this. We... we uh, <laughs> Where we're, we can Swamp be more excited yeah. about and we get a little bit more in depth. I think this is one of those examples where the uh, payout of the narrative isn't necessarily there. Um, but it's fun to talk about anyway. I think it's fun to talk about anyway. As I mentioned before, we're at the Comics Pals across all socials. Definitely join us on Patreon if you guys like this and want to contribute to the next book club vote which for anybody listening who is currently part of, we'll put it up pretty soon. Um, otherwise, you know, for anybody coming on after the fact, definitely feel free to join in because you uh, get a choice of uh, one of the books that we'll be selecting. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Until well, next Kel, time. Kel, it's your cue. See you next month. <laughs>